Dude, that would actually be. Sweet. Hey, gang. James has to be listening. Oh, man. It is so good to finally be on. I am very excited. Big man, fan. I can't believe we have the huskiest man alive with us, man. Look oh, at him. Wow. In his glory. Oh, boy. My dad is is so pissed he lost that title to me. <laughs> it's only a matter of time, dude. You want Every generation, <laughs> you want your son to be huskier than you were. <laughs> yeah. It's like it is. James, is that a police hat on top of the shelf behind you? No, it is it is two uh airplane neck pillows stacked on top of each <laughs> <laughs> one for because, each like, cheek. You just walk around with them. <laughs> <laughs> Even though like I I naturally have my own neck pillow like sort of built in just with my neck fat. That's my like sl- that's <laughs> That's like sleep I just, a cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just collect them. <laughs> Some people like shot glasses, other people, you know, little things from I I collect neck pillows. James, do you wear two at the same time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I go all out. And just act like you're getting carted off on the NFL field. Who's <laughs> that player? Brian Cox. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm the Brian Cox of sleeping on planes. <laughs> just drooling on people, snoring. James always takes a, a wheelchair off of the plane, but never enters one. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> enters with one. Sorry. Yeah, I, I always order like thirteen little bottles of Jack Daniels whenever I uh, whenever they come through. Dude, I'm speaking like, of, get real um, when you were just milling around your room before we before we started, <laughs> did did I hear you tell someone to take a shower and a Klonopin? Is that real? Uh, uh, yeah, it, but it was uh, oh, <laughs> it, it was it, it was it was something that happened. It was uh, it was a work thing. So, uh, oh, was that a HIPAA violation? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it, it was. I I can't tell you who I talked to. So. You're not, dude. You're not gonna be able to prote- practice retarded medicine anymore. <laughs> They're gonna take your uh, license away. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean it was it was something. It was he already. It was something that had already happened, and so I was I was talking, I was talking somebody through a difficult time because like. Here's the thing. So I, all these guys are cooped up in their their homes. So I work with guys who like live with their families. They're not in group homes. So, <laughs> but like, uh, so they're dealing with all like the family stress stuff. So I'm getting calls from from these guys and like that I'm talking them through some of their problems where like they're just dealing with like it was like regular family stress shit That's what it was just like. like yeah and it was and i was like all right so it sounds like you went through all the stuff you you already know how to do am i am i allowed to legally happen. clarify that these are retarded adult men uh that those aren't the terms we use but uh so yeah, it's even yeah, yeah. yeah so then it's not even legal territory anymore that's just what it is <laughs> yeah yeah and, and so, also we're podcasting from international waters right now yeah <laughs> right. So all rules go out Dude, the window. they're not arresting anybody window. for anything right now so we, we right. can say whatever we want um right so so man yeah, but, he, but yeah i wish someone would just call me and be like tim listen take a clonopin and a shower I i'd be like Dude, finally yeah. <laughs> For the record, I didn't. I didn't tell him what to take. It was. It was something he'd already take, t- taken. Was it a party Klonopin, or does he have a prescription? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't talk about people's prescriptions, but but I don't. I never tell anybody to take anything that's not, you know. He sounds like a real party a animal. Weird, He's yeah, a retardy yeah, yeah. animal. <laughs> those are yeah. Those are the. Uh, it'd be great. I mean, like the the 
the most fun is going to like the social events with these guys like, they just they always they just let loose and they're like the i'm like i go because every party i go to i i have fun for four minutes in between the time that i'm like buzzed enough to start loosening up and get too drunk to make an ass out and start making an ass out of myself and they like they just show up and they're like so Who we're gonna start having <laughs> like we're gonna start having fun Man. All right, two Man. questions. First off, I'm angry. Who wants to masturbate? And two, who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> every every party, Kick it, DJ. Go, every every party I ever go to, uh, it always feels like the end of a feel good movie where like the credits should be rolling. You're like, this is it, we did it, guys. Like this is yeah, just just by nature of them not you know accidentally burning down the house, jerking off <laughs> on the way in. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and I'm just looking around like we did it, man. That's it. Do you, do you Dude, still, I actually. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, Tim. I was about to say. Um, I actually quit a summer camp about a decade ago. Um, for special dudes, because of a party that got out of hand in the gym. The music was blasting, and I was not paying attention. And a gentleman came up behind me and mushed his fucking bird into my butt and grabbed onto my shoulders and started dancing with me. And everybody like thought it was the funniest fucking shit ever, which it was. But I was super embarrassed, and I didn't go back to work the next day. <laughs> so that's my origin story. That's why I'm I inherited his super strength. Night. You get, you just got got dry humped into your special power. <laughs> now every time, every time, like a, a retarded dude humps a normal person. They have the threat of Mike over their shoulder, just like he's retarded <laughs> Batman, basically. He's like, listen to me. While you're out here humping weirdos, you gotta worry about tell your friends about me. <laughs> Alfred is my Hesky. <laughs> Lays my clothes out for me every day, he gets all my gear ready. <laughs> Anytime I had a bad day with the Joker. Oh my I had a bad day with the Joker and Hesky's like, look, man, just take a clown of him. Eat a popsicle, <laughs> go to bed, wake up. Tomorrow's another day at Wayne Enterprises. Bat oh my! You know how like every once in a while they'll do like a weird Batman story. It's like here's if you know Batman was poor, or, like he never put on the suit. It'd be so funny if someone did like an else an Elseworlds Batman where like he's the only one who sees him as Batman. Everyone else just thinks he's a guy that Heskey's like taking care of. Every like Alfred's. <laughs> <laughs> There. Sure. Okay, Batman. No, no, no. It's it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Which is like also ninety percent of the days I go to work, I come back and I'm like, I am. I'm pretty sure that what is actually happening is is everybody is tricking me into thinking that I'm the one working, and I'm just <laughs> like, this is this is just like a ruse. They're Truman showing you. Yeah, they're they're absolutely. Yeah, there's Dude, no Shutter Island. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! At, at like one of your ultrasounds, they told your mommy they're like, uh, "Mrs. Heskey, listen, uh, there's some complications with your uh, fetus. Uh, we have some <laughs> options. Number one, termination. Uh, number two, we've got a, a Truman Show where <laughs> we can we can convince him that there are retarded people, but he's taking care. He's a shepherd for retarded people. Man, if they're if they're Truman showing me, then. <laughs> The amount of times that they're just like, well, he's masturbating again. Like, we're going to have to just, like, turn the camera away. <laughs> Truman Show After Dark, because he won't stop jerking off. 
<laughs> the entire city, the entire city's like, he gave us a signal. And James is like, no, 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 he just likes to see the light. He just likes to turn it on. <laughs> just every Sunday from noon to 4 p.m. is Truman Show after dark. <laughs> <laughs> just me laying in my bed just grunting after a certain age you're just like i don't think we have any truman show before dark anymore it's all after dark. <laughs> whenever he's not jerking off he's doing cocaine in a bathroom yeah he doesn't seem to be enjoying any of it at all but he won't stop jerking off it's it's really difficult to watch, but it is the number one show on television. He did have fun at that one function where he humped his counselor from behind. <laughs> <laughs> Gave that guy Mike Powers. Dude, this might be enough to bring back Spike TV. <laughs> I do th- I do feel like we're, we're we have a cultural lacuna where Spike TV was. You know what I mean? Like they were pretty corny. And uh, and they almost bought uh, a TV show one time from uh, a couple of us, but now that we don't have like, at one point weren't they doing like trampoline basketball? And it's just like, oh yeah, slam ball. Yeah, wasn't that Spike TV? Yeah, I think so. And like, I, I think they picked up <laughs> how did nobody? Exposure at one how point. did nobody's ACL just explode? Well, I mean, those dudes are all on borrowed limbs. <laughs> <laughs> that was all it was. People losing limbs and and, and playing f- not real sports. And yeah. uh, once they went away, dude, now it's all, you know, representation this, you know, <laughs> diversity well, we, that. Yeah. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, ESPN had the X games and Spike TV had the ex-boyfriend games. <laughs> Mike, with your uh, with your audio delay, I gotta tell you, when you hit, it's it's hitting hard because it's like pause and then jams it in. <laughs> well, that makes me feel good for sounding like a fucking dickhead, dude. Because I ordered that Ethernet cable, uh, I think like on Monday, and then it was supposed to come yesterday, and then I get a message saying it's delayed till Tuesday. So another I- three days to be sounding like I'm on meth. <laughs> it's, like you have a, it's like you have a speech impediment and a cocaine problem. <laughs> I, 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 man, I, I can't tell you how much more I would be enjoying quarantine life if deliveries weren't so fucked up, man. And and James, to that point, my show would be would be called Stutter Island. <laughs> Dude, it's but working. Tim, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. Tim, what did you say again? I, no, I was just the, if the deliveries weren't so fucked up, this would be the best. This would be the fucking best, man. I I I almost tanked the entire night. Number one, I thought I was going to come in cranky because I ordered sandwiches uh, going on four hours ago, and they never showed up. And they're the best sandwiches, and I wanted them so bad, but apparently the fucking app, the delivery app, is all fucked up, and I just never got them. And... I gotta tell you, man, it took the wind out of my sails. It delayed the cast. I almost, I almost canceled. I was, I was like, Mike, I'm not gonna be able to give you the best of me tonight. I can't go on. Oh no! But, uh, you know, then I tied, I tied my laces tight as fuck, and we got in here. Made it work, dude. And Tim, for the record, um, when the delivery, when you say like the deliveries are so fucked up that it, what did you, what was your exact wording again? I don't remember. I don't either, man. Don't ask All me right. to ever remember anything. You know better. I'm sorry, man. I don't like when mom and dad fight. If the deliveries weren't so fucked up, this would be the best. This would be the fucking best. 
which sounds like something a failed OBGYN would say. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it took uh, me forever damn, to get there. Dude. God damn it. You are throwing heat early, bro. Man. Yeah. Just just playing very it, hard. It's starting to get to me, buddy. Like I I it's so hard for me not to be in a room with you. Ah, uh, yeah. This is, man, can you imagine if the three of us are in a room together right now? Just uh, fart. Just a just so fart farts. storm. Taking Klonopin, having a nice shower. <laughs> Obstacles. <laughs> those are those are all the best thing about my job is is basically getting to like tell people to do all the things I, I would like to be able to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. Would you just That's... take a nap already? And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> what was Oh. Jesus. Look, either you take a shit or you beat off right now. <laughs> but enough. <laughs> oh man. Dude, uh I last week I told you uh James, I don't know if I told you about this, but Mike, last week I told you that I spent the morning playing video games on the internet on mushrooms, right? On mm-hmm. last Friday. Best day of my life. Yep. So, uh the day after, and I don't know if I filled you guys in on any of this, but the day, the night after that, the Saturday night following, um, I was like, I had mushrooms left over. I had more than the first time I took them left over. And I was like, man, I was chasing the dragon. I was like, I, I basically went on a mushroom bender. I spent the entire <laughs> weekend just boomed out of my goddamn mind. And uh, yeah, and I learned I learned a valuable lesson. I don't know. Are we ready for a, are we are we ready for a lifelong lesson right now? Yeah, yeah, hit us with it, man. Do it. I don't want to get too heavy it. too fast. Are yeah, we even recording? Are we live? All right. Uh, <laughs> so the the lesson I learned last Saturday on the in the best weekend of my entire life was that I will never, ever, ever mix mushrooms and blue chew again. And <laughs> <laughs> we, if you if you know me in real life or if we're related, now would be the best time of. Uh, in the in the in the history of this podcast, right now would be the best time for you to stop listening to this and reconsider everything. Uh, so Saturday night, we I, I had all those mushrooms left, and I had enough to split with uh, my wife. And I was like, "All right, we're gonna put the kids down." And dude, quarantine's driving us crazy. We all got space madness. We live in a tiny row home. Um, we in a terrible neighborhood. Better Benoit. What's that? Uh, <laughs> you said put the kids down better Benoit <laughs> it, it feels like Benoit some days uh, so yeah we live in we live in a, a war zone we can't go outside we it's tiny in here we're all in the same room all day um, I'm working a lot of the time it's it's stressful thank goodness we love each other otherwise this would be a real murder suicide so <laughs> so I, I uh, Saturday night we put the kids down and we just start, we finish off the mushrooms. I slam down a blue chew and, uh, and like all the, all the weed gummies I have left. And I was, I was trying to replicate what I've heard heroin is like. And I think I got pretty close. I think, I think we got pretty close. Uh, I made Mary Jo. Now did Heskey was, call you on the phone and tell you to take this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the first thing I thought of when I heard him saying, all right, take your, take your, take your blue chew. Yeah. <laughs> dude mushrooms are the best those are those are for sunday from blue chews for sunday from 12 to 4 (laughs) for butterly after dark Heskey's truman show producers in his ear (laughs) get him off those get him off those um 
Yeah, I uh, mushrooms are the best and blue chews are the best, but I will never mix them. Um, Kids are asleep. I uh, within the first hour, I made Mary Jo laugh so hard that she pissed three pairs of pants. <laughs> Full on pissed three <laughs> pairs of pants. Ah, oh, she probably doesn't, she doesn't probably think that's funny. I shouldn't tell her that part, but uh, she pisses through her pants. And then I was like, I'm gonna find the perfect YouTube video to zone out on on the couch. Was she wearing? Wait, wait, was she wearing? Three Not pairs at the of same pants? time. Or I, 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 or like, I'm just imagining like she's like, she keeps peeing, like putting on a new pair of pants, but like hasn't stopped peeing yet. <laughs> No, she was wearing three pairs of pants, and that was how much. Was this a quantity or how much? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I set out to find the perfect YouTube video to zoom out on, and I nailed it. I, I put on, um, if anyone's on Mushrooms right now, I put on a YouTube video. It was uh, an album by the band Anamanaguchi called, like, Endless Fantasy or something like that, and they basically make, like, I don't know, weird Nintendo rock music, and the it was it was one of those things where it's the entire album and it, the only thing on the screen is just the graphic of like the album cover and it was like this weird i don't know girl holding like a glowing cube and i was determined i was like i'm going to lose my mind staring at this cube and i did and it was the best and then mary jo came downstairs she was afraid of mushrooms i was like this is the best check it out and she calmed down and she fell into the groove dude it was i mean uh, perfect um I don't know how long that went on. Probably close to an hour. And then, obviously, coitus. And uh, that that's going crazy. That's like... You, you fucked the cube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know of, like, an interesting way to uh, talk about any of that. But it was just, it was, you know, the good stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, we're, you know, it's turning into, like, an all-night thing until... Uh, we hear a car accident. Out, oh, we're in the living room, by the way. We hear a car yeah. accident in front of the house and then just screaming. And it goes from like, just ignore that to like maybe 10 minutes. We're like, all right, probably gonna have to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So we're both standing oh, completely naked, peeking out of uh, the, 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 the blackout. <laughs> Actually, the curtains behind me. We're peeking through them. And what we see is two cars full of, well, one car was full of Latina strippers and they were screaming at another party. I don't know where they came from. And this was just as the cops showed up. It's actually, Tim, that's referred to as a Puerto Rican clam car. <laughs> so um, the, the cops showed up and they're not arresting anybody. They, they will not arrest anybody in Philadelphia. You can't you can't get arrested for a crime. I think they probably gave them a ticket for crashing cars or something like that. Yeah. But they also couldn't force these people to leave. So they wanted to stay and hash it out. And what what I ended up seeing was that, that when they, they realized that they weren't going to be arrested. So now they're like, I can finally pop off to the cops and to my enemies. This <laughs> It looked like... It looked like uh, like a Dragon Ball. Like they went into their final forms. They went into their final <laughs> Puerto Rican stripper forms, and they were like pounding on cars and screaming at each other and shoving cops. And there was like ten cops. They just brought more cops in to just like have bodies everywhere, just to make a circle. And yeah, like, take like to to make sure that like the 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 bets were nicely organized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like nobody was getting hey, that's cheated. Dra that's Dragon Ball C. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, at any point, like when you first started hearing the car crash, 
dreams did you did, at any point did you think that you were just really busting out the cheeks that good yeah oh dude i well first of all it's like uh probably it's probably just not a nothing that i'm hallucinating to be something in my head dude yeah. don't worry and i'm like reassuring her i'm like shh, 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 it's yeah. shh. so wait. that's so much better because here at seven o'clock we just clap for the medical professionals you, guys have this, you do <laughs> nah, so dude, much better down here we clap cheeks for the medical <laughs> yeah, professionals <you> <laughs> You guys are getting, Dude. you know, sending Puerto Rican strippers out. You guys are, you guys are fucking nailing it. You guys are doing so much better. <laughs> yeah, nurse, nurse goes outside in her scrubs. All he hears is like, don't get it, don't get it, don't get it, don't get it. Mommy. All right, so they've the, earned because, it because of COVID. They're not, they're not arresting anybody. But I, I even, I posted a video of it on Twitter, and uh, they were like, they were wrestling they're wrestling with these hookers yeah. or strippers for like 45 straight minutes so it was like at that point she's like just put them in a car you yeah. you've already you've transferred fluids at that point yeah and uh again i'm a million percent hard i this is the hardest i've ever been in my entire <laughs> life but i start worrying and this goes back to when when the lockdown first started in pennsylvania and philadelphia you couldn't buy a gun anywhere like there was lines down the street to buy guns i'm not a gun guy but i was like Gun might be a good idea, being that we live in a crazy neighborhood. There's no guarantee of safety anywhere already. And now that the cops aren't going to arrest anybody and people are going to be like desperate, what's what's going to happen, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm hyping myself up. I'm like, I might have to, I might have to defend my family during a riot right now. It's about to go down. So I, I do, I, I wish I would have stayed naked, but I threw on a pair of red track pants. And it's just, dude, I'm going through them. I'm going through, like, standing directly behind me, leaning over that shelf. And I'm still at the point where, like, I'm either going to fight or we're going to fuck in this window and watch these cops kill these. We're going to shoot these strippers. So I, on the one hand, I'm like, this would be the best beginning of, like, my Mad Max story. If I went outside just hard as fuck and just started throwing haymakers into a crowd. I mean, (laughs) if I died there, that's it. That's all I want. Or if like you and Mary Joe start going at it and you both find out like that's your thing. Like, James, I gotta tell like, you, uh, I think I found out it was my thing. <laughs> that's good. It's gonna be so hard to well, maybe in your neighborhood it won't be that hard to reproduce. Dude, so I'm but just like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh boy, it's gonna you're gonna be chasing that dragon, but no, you're not. Like I just like ah, cool, like twice a week. <laughs> so I'm like I'm shadow boxing my what the fuck? Did you hear that? God damn it. No. Are you hearing like phantom Puerto Rican cop fights now? No, no. but it's, I'm getting sound effects. What the fuck is this? Oh. I'm getting a call from yes. What the f- As long as you can't hear it. Nope, you yeah. can't hear it. Uh, it's okay. coming through in the audio. Fuck, dude. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I start shadow boxing in my living room to get my blood pumping. Cause I don't, I want I don't want to go in there and like burn myself out. I was like, all right, we're I'm, I'm ready. If they start just like breaking shit and smashing cars, I'm ready to go. This this boner will not go down, and I don't want it to. I'm like, I want to keep this. I have no. I I, I didn't consult Mary Jo on this. I don't know if she lost you know the the magic or whatever. But I was like, I, we're gonna get through this, and then I it's back. It's all about pussy tonight. We're getting right back to it. <laughs> You did, yeah. Uh, you come back it, like a guy in just track pants with a gigantic boner, uh, 
uh, who's getting ready to fight a whole bunch of Puerto Rican strippers. What's hotter than that, bro? I mean, you just yeah. I mean, you just got me a little bit. You just <laughs> like you just made you just made my bird do hiccups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim. You know what, Tim? This sounds like a great time to read a Blue Chew ad. (laughs) (laughs) So this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Uh, You just have to be careful that um, you don't get in the way of any cops fighting Puerto Rican strippers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that is in the, it was in the fine print it said avoid any kind of large-scale <laughs> conflict between you know a dozen or so puerto rican strippers and most of the philadelphia police department um so they're sorting it out and i could tell that it's starting to die down so i'm like it's crazy how quickly your brain goes from like apocalypse for your family and loved ones to all right am i still gonna get this nut it was it it felt like it never left i was like oh man during that entire worry that i was gonna have to fight for my family's lives i was also kind of like i i hope i still come dude i (laughs) i would give anything to still come uh birds dude how how great would it be if um i'm sorry tim i was just gonna say like how great would it be if the cops ended up joining forces with the puerto rican mommy to form the thick blue line. <laughs> Mike, you're officially playing too much. Yeah. That's, I mean, boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> mommy Vice. Um, so are you still oh, backed up? There it is. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I wish. NYPR Blue. <laughs> blue Chew, bro. Dude, the thick blue chew line. There we go. There it is. Yes. We got there. Uh, yeah, I ended up not having to fight anybody. And uh, the story has, I mean, a, a happy ending. As happy as can be. Uh, as the cops were leaving, and I'm kind of like, I'm transitioning back to like, all right, I better I better get this thing inside of something right now. Uh, because it feels like it's going to launch off of my body, by the way. If, that, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It feels... The the blue chew. I'm an I'm an enthusiast at this point. It makes your boner feel like the carnival game where you slam the mallet down and it goes ding. It makes your bird feel like the ding <laughs> oh, until boy. you're done until you're done with it. Uh, yeah, gotta, you take yeah. one of those things, dude. You feel like a wet gremlin. <laughs> you just need to pop off. Wet gremlin's uh, definitely my gas station boner pill brand. <laughs> I got I got to try this for Truman Show after dark. <laughs> you got to take it after midnight. But yeah, just 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 go to town on myself treat myself for a for just a lovely session of like well i guess i'm not doing anything today dude uh there james was- that's what i use it for primarily <laughs> just just forearm strengthening <laughs> it's a good treat yourself kind of day <laughs> yeah, just, just not just just working out just trying to create some tendonitis man fuck so the i see it winding down and the cops are all starting to go back to their cars. And I have a moment where um, I think like half of the cops were in pairs and getting back in their cars. And some of the other cops gotten back in their cars by themselves. And I know that they were pretty close to using weapons, at least like tasers, if not shooting these people, just because of how out of, out of control they were. And Tasers, I, batons, dollar bills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I, I was like, this was, this was the biggest threat 
to uh, my nut the entire night was uh, <laughs> I turned to Mary Jo fully shroomed out of my mind and I'm just like, man, what's it? What do you think it's like getting back in one of those cars by yourself when it was like you just almost fought for your life? You just almost had to kill somebody and then you just got to get in your fucking stinky pat- patrol car and then drive around for four more hours. That's <laughs> got to be pretty crazy. And we both just kind of stood there like, yeah. And then I just slowly looked down. And I was like, we got to. I'm sorry. That time's up. We got to get back to We got to get back to coma. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you're also like maybe getting your hands on some Puerto Rican shippers. So you're also like, got to yeah. find a time to like run. Like, like, is there a place where cops can go to? Well, James. Yeah. <laughs> as a person with experience, you're not allowed to put hands on them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that'd be oh so my cool God. Like... <laughs> Watching them trying to cuff strippers with their arms out like this, like, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she's like, I have my own. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, it'd be so that... cool if they ended up like reconciling and having like a, a cops versus Fuego department softball game in the spring. <laughs> So one of the one of the uh, few times I took shrooms, uh, and one of the reasons I, I don't anymore, uh, about forty minutes into the the after I I I ate the 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 bag, my mom sent a text message announcing her surprise marriage Pregnancy. to my step no <laughs> marriage surprise marriage to my stepdad. Oh no. <laughs> It's like literally like right as I'm watching Moss pulsate on the log and I'm like sitting there like watching the Moss go wah, 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 wah. and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. It's happening. Dude. And, whomping out and, like then, that? I, and then I, then I get a text message like, oh, so that's also happening. Damn. Wait a second. Hang on. And like, and, and I couldn't, I just couldn't reconcile the two things like, oh, at all. And so like, and I was like, and now we're on this train for, eight hours oh i'm sorry man i'm sorry it's my favorite i might i'm gonna do it again tomorrow night uh, just yeah watch some youtube can't. i i think i'm gonna have a, a strict no fugging policy on mushrooms from now on though because i feel oh, like yeah. it took away from the the, the trip <laughs> uh actually no that's a lie because the the nut was so crazy that i tried to get away i tried to escape <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like it's like a loose space, fire hose yeah. i would imagine dude i tried to squirm out i was i was like uh, man <laughs> but never never again dude yeah. you could you could just feel the your spinal fluid leaving it was just exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, sorry, sorry. That, was it. that was like most of me <laughs> sorry about all that gray stuff <laughs> <laughs> some of that's brain matter yeah dude i'm trying to get whomped out again that was yeah we knew we knew it would hit because i was like are you feeling it yeah she was like everything feels like it's wompy like womp 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 i was like yep. all right tight damn yeah. i'm doing it again tomorrow night and then all this made me realize that i just i would just love to be able to drink wine every once in a while so i think i'm gonna i, I thought about ordering like 80 dollars worth of uh wine on the internet today <laughs> yeah. i don't know getting good wine drunk is is great but man that fucking headache the next day sucks yeah i get a fucking killer headache i would do mushrooms every day if they didn't wear off Oh boy. When you, the way I like, when you were talking about microdosing mm-hmm. on them, the way you talked about it reminded me for real of like when I took antidepressants for a while and like got the exact right dose mm-hmm. and yeah. like got like everything. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. This is exactly it. 
Like this yep. is, I'm like, I'm like, the problems didn't go away. Everything, my, but like, everything just feels like I can actually deal with this shit now. That was, right. that was exactly my impression of it. Having, having like watched people nail down a dosage on an antidepressant. I was like, that's, that's what I am looking for. Didn't yeah. think it was even possible. I was just, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do mushrooms every single day. Yeah. Uh, you don't feel anything from them. You don't get high or anything. Yeah. Um, someone on the, uh, we live streamed earlier this week just to like interface with the, uh, with the boys and go over like, you know, any questions anyone has. And someone had asked me about the microdosing. Microdosing, I didn't get high on them ever. Um, maybe, maybe like a complicated carpet pattern would get a little bit wompy on me. But uh, yeah, that's a great way to describe it. It's like a, it's like a perfect, it's like the right antidepressant and the perfect dosage. Yeah. And it lasts. It's amazing how much, I mean, because it's, and I don't, I don't know if it would work for everybody, but I'm like, I'm glad it it worked for you, but it's like, it's so good that it's, Mm -hmm. because it's so weird, like with antidepressants and everything, like they don't really like, like even doctors would be like, I don't know, we'll try this because it works for some people. And then like the way to find out if it works for you is we just fucking try it. And then like, nah, nope. That didn't work. All right, let's try this other one. And then like, ah, that didn't work. All right, we'll try this one. Like, yeah, that's the one for you. Well, like, there's like no way. Mary to Joe's doctor, out. when we went, they actually go into their office and they just have a giant, um, what was it called? Price is right wheel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, really, it's also they're more like, well, uh, we're getting kickbacks from this con- company. True. So we're going <laughs> to give you. Well, some of the, some, you know, some of them are like first. bigger than others, <laughs> like some of the yeah. targets. Yeah. I guess that's more like Wheel of Fortune. But. Um, yeah, the, the, the main reason I've never done antidepressants is, uh, if, if I ever had like an erectile side effect, I would kill myself on the spot like that. I wouldn't wait for it to pass. I'm just like, this is the end. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah. The last time I took antidepressants like that, that was a real thing. It, was just, it just takes away any kind of like, it was just nothingness. You didn't feel bad. And I didn't feel bad anymore, but it was just, there was nothing. It was like no, no real joy, no real sadness. It was like, all right, well, I guess this is better for a little bit. But long term, this is not something I want to experience. Sounds like you didn't have the right. Dose. And for the record, too, like when Price is Right, yeah, on on Price is Right, when they're determining patient dosages, that's why the people are yelling out higher, higher, lower, <laughs> lower. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, all right, we're going with five milligrams. Yeah, yeah, man. I I actually had a a dog reach out to me this week on Instagram. Actually, almost every week, someone reaches out and they're like, "Hey, I like your podcast. I'm struggling with addiction," and I'm like, "Oh, wow. man, that's awesome." <laughs> I mean, not, yeah, not like, the yeah, addiction. But, yeah, that's. Good. <laughs> I was like, I'd be, you, I'd be, heroin. <laughs> that rules. Well, I would be. I would be terrible at what you guys do. You know what? I'm just gonna <laughs> let you guys handle this. Never mind. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a step back. I don't yes, know. You just put the in in heroin. <laughs> Somehow I work in mental health, and I don't know. Well, that's, that's exactly why I was bringing it up. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, "Great, we have a perfect, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a perfect guest to talk yeah. about this." You were you. Oh, you do you do drugs? Fantastic! Yeah. Tell me how cool they are. Oh, cool! Uh, Your addiction led you to messaging I, a retarded IT guy. <laughs> Terrific! <laughs> no, I mean it's fantastic that you're that you guys are dealing with. Like, the, seriously, I was telling, I was talking with Mike earlier. The like the positive stuff you guys are doing is it's so fucking cool. It's fun, oh, dude. Go, thank you, James. Uh, it's gratifying. But going back to the uh, going back to the addiction stuff. Um, I was talking with a guy today about who recently got sober. Oh. And one of the things that we discussed that nobody ever told me about, like when I stopped drinking, was that there's not going to it might not get to a point where you feel good about what you're doing. And there's no a lot of times there's no magical breakthroughs or anything like that. It's just like you have clarity 
empathy to address life, which in often cases is fucking terrifying. And when you deal with people in recovery, oftentimes it's like they have these monumental breakthroughs and everything's wonderful. It's not the case. It's just you're not making fucking embarrassing mistakes constantly. And I think that should be reinforced to anybody who's trying to get sober is, yeah, your life's going to improve. But yeah. you're also going to get butt fucked with reality pretty hard. Uh, I want to I want to combine a couple of things here. So the the most one of the more recent messages I was uh, going back and forth with was uh, it was someone who do you remember when um Spade said something about like uh, bringing your past self with you? Remember that? Yeah, we were yeah. talking about like not just like jettisoning like old versions of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, I can't get into that because I've done horrible things, or I don't know if he said I've done like the negative uh, attachment he had to what he sees as like his past self where it was like either I've done horrible things or I have horrible memories or th- horrible uh, uh, hypothetically, you know, um, horrible things were done to you. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of relate to that where it's like, number one, th- there's large patches of my youth and childhood. I have no recollection of, and I'm not interested in trying to remember them. And, uh, but at the same time, it's like, I, I do, I can very vividly remember periods of my life as like a young adult where I was just in pain and I don't want to forget that because that's sort of like, like rocket fuel for not fucking up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, you're someone who I, I, I hold up as like a model of just, uh, just that fucking neutral thinking where you're so easily, you're so able to share uh, those dark times and you make it funny obviously that's a talent that's a gift that's maybe the rarest and i i wanted to bring this message to you and like see if you could maybe talk a little bit about like what what do you do with it how do you compartmentalize the parts of your brain where it's you're either remembering in first person or like more of like a narrative when you're remembering like the shitty things that you did or not shitty things you did, crushing. or just like the shitty feelings that you went through that you might be inclined to leave behind. Dude, like going back to like uh, that conversation with Spud Tim, uh, um, when I, I mentioned to him that, you know, one of the ways that like I'm trying to like work past that shit because I feel like the most fucked up, the times where I felt the most fucked up in life were as a kid because I didn't have any guidance. I was, you know, processing processing the world with no tools. And I was just anxious all the time. I was scared of everything. I didn't progress anywhere. And oftentimes I I was constantly told that I was a well-behaved boy. But the reality was like I was just terrified of the world. So I just fucking sat there with my hands in my lap, didn't leave the house, fucking ate ham like I was paid to do it and just fucking didn't do anything. So one of the things that has been helpful in regards to kind of um, not compartmentalizing those times, but kind of you know, coming to peace with those times where shit was the most fucked up is visualizing that version of yourself next to you in, in everything that you do. For instance, I was, I felt like an afterthought a lot of the times when I was a kid. So anytime I'm doing something constructive, it's like, I will literally picture my little self next to me doing something constructive. So it's as though like I'm spending time with that version of myself. And to me, like that's helpful. And it's, it's, it does make me feel better about that shit because I, I still have animosity about it because like, you know, when you're viewed as an afterthought, it's like, not only do you, do you develop low self-esteem, but it's like, you really get into some dangerous waters in regards to fucking self-worth. 
and you wonder if you know you know does anybody care does any does anybody love me where it's like you look back and see like there was no nobody telling me look you have to do this there's going to be growing pains when you do this it's going to suck but you have to do this there was none of that it was just being left to my own devices 24 7 and just i i really fucking dealt with the repercussions of it throughout my 20s and into my 30s before i was able to really get a grip on shit so i think just recognizing how fucked up that shit was and i don't think it's it's healthy to try to think of really dig deep in the shit but just recognizing that version of yourself that didn't get what you needed at that specific time and just you know being respectful of because a lot of times like if things are happening to you or you're doing fucked up shit it's not through any fault of your own it's that you just don't have the tools at that time to fucking handle it in a productive way so do you just say that like when do you not hold yourself accountable for the fucked up things that you did to a degree to a degree, like I, I do in regards to like, I think once I got into like my mid 20s and 30s, like that's all me, because at that point, I've been exposed to enough of life to know the difference between right and wrong and what I should not what I should and should not be doing. But up until I would say like early 20s, like, you know, I, I really if, if I did something fucked up, it's it's I really did not have the tools to recognize how fucked up something might have been or recognize the repercussions or how that might have affected someone else. But I would say from like early 20s on it's like you know it's shit that like and luckily like i never did anything that was you know had catastrophic impact on somebody else you know i just got lucky because you know i've done a lot of fucked up shit um through nothing malicious but just in the course of just doing fucked up shit and a lot of it was related to addiction um but that is something that i feel as though like it's like yes and that's like right now with what i'm doing with not engaging in that behavior anymore it's like i'll i'll have exactly three months sober in like two weeks and during that time during that three years is when like i've been able thank you and like during that time like it's it's like sifting through ashes and it's you know a lot of it was just begrudging there was a lot of like negotiation at first and it was like i'm sorry we're gonna say something i have a question and um, yeah, actually, I, I wanted to ask you this, Mike. And then, James, since you work in mental health, I wanted to see if you had any input in this. And I'm not a joke for any of this. So uh, yeah. maybe we'll <laughs> who gives <laughs> a, who fucking cares? Uh, Mike, <laughs> I <laughs> I talked I talked about trying to fight cops with a boner for 35 minutes. I'm, can I please can I please this is why I love fucking this, but this is why I love this. This is why I love this podcast, though. It's because, like, uh, you know, it's it's the Tyler Perry movie of podcasts. You know, you can, you can just like go through, and you know, you can laugh and you can cry. You can get a little closer to God. Um. So, Mike. Yeah, we go for boners to loners in like a finger snap. <laughs> so, I I wonder if this would be helpful or if this is uh, useless. But uh, all right, so eventually. Even even though you understand that there are are like, there's mitigating circumstances, right? You you weren't you didn't have complete faculties or whatever like that, or mm-hmm. you didn't have the uh, awareness, or you weren't taught certain things. You know what I mean? You you're not excusing mm-hmm. yourself for transgressions, but they happened, and at the time of them, you didn't understand the impact or maybe you know the degree, right? So when you finally eventually are aware of it, does it hit you all at once? Does it, does it catch up to you? Does it hit you all at once? Or is it something that like you, you've also got the clarity to process it then? And uh, d- after that, uh, 
James, is that is that anything that you've you've like learned about or dealt with uh, just like academically or because uh, I know that you you did yeah. uh, kill that lady. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I he mean, told like, her to take fucking... twenty clonopin. Yeah, she, <laughs> she fucking had it coming, so I have no regrets. Um, no, I mean, the, so the the thing that I'm thinking is is uh, it's more about like the stuff that you've done in the past like if it's if thinking about it is holding you back from making growth then let it go at least for now and if that's how you have to think about it then think like yeah I'm letting it go and we can come back and address it later or maybe not at all but if it's stopping you from making growth then yeah put it put it away and that's the most important thing is for you to go ahead and make the growth now. And then maybe you'll be able to come back and address it at a different point. Uh, I mean, it sounds so obvious hearing you say it like that, but I so, mean, we're just, we're never taught to grow. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it, but it is, if you can, if you can go back and you can, I mean, so may, if you have to, the hard part is sometimes you have to address things as part of like, that's the next step of the growth. And, and that's, mm. that can be really difficult if, if it's part of repairing a relationship with somebody and that's, it, it's just difficult. And it's, uh, uh, if you've done something really terrible and, and mm. sometimes the answer is just other people don't want to forgive. Other people are dealing with their other shit and they can't forgive. Um, uh, and, and you have to, there are other factors in play here that aren't just you, you know, it's not just mm-hmm. about what you're going through. It's also about what, how the other person is, is going to receive this information too. So you, there's a whole lot going on. It's not just about what you're dealing with. The hardest part about my job, I work with special needs adults and the hardest part about my job is not really the clients it's that I work with. It's, it's the family structure. It's like dealing with every other part of it. That's the hardest part because it's all that that's yeah. way more complex. The guys that I work with are really direct and it's refreshing. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I got to do more of that shit in my life, just being more direct. Mm-hmm. So that's but when it comes to dealing with all of this stuff, I would just say, like, if you can't put it behind, if you can't, if, if bringing that stuff along with you right now is just too much, then don't for now and, and then come back and address it later. That would be my love advice that. to your buddy. Oh man, thank you for that. And also, I mean, uh, yeah, let me know, reiterate, like, James. This stuff, uh, Hesky does this for retarded people. So if this doesn't work for you, <laughs> you there is something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, you guys might be able to get check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I can I can bill for this time. <laughs> That's so I, fucking I'm, bill, I'm billing for I'm billing for this podcast. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. My fucking idiot family will fuck it up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's so funny. You have such a unique and like rewarding job, but it's just like every other job where you're like, I'd enjoy it if it weren't for everything else about it outside of the actual work I do. I I, I was telling Mike earlier, I do actually like. I think as much as one can enjoy their their job, I do actually enjoy my job. Like, it, it, which is weird for like a comedian, the position for a comedian to be in. Like, I I enjoy like. I don't hate what I do for a living. And like, I, 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 there are parts of it where I I know, like I've talked with you guys where I'm just like, there's just days where you're just like, man, I want to, I fucking hate so much about, you know, whatever is just driving me nuts about work today, but it's just, but that's part of any job or, but it's also going to be exist. If I get a job in, in a career in comedy, where it's not like that all Mm -hmm. that shit goes away. Like we probably more retarded in comedy. (laughs) 
Right. We know people who are crushing it in comedy and they are still putting holes in walls. Like, because they're like, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, this is. Mm-hmm. So it's the it's the same, you know, I don't know. We're all just doing stuff to try to sort of keep our our mind occupied until we die. So that's uh, uh and just to backtrack for a minute. Um, uh, I've been thinking about it on some things uh, since the conversation was progressing and I have done a lot of fucked up shit. So um, I just didn't kill anybody. Let me clarify that. I think that, you know, that. <laughs> You know, nobody was murdered, but aside from that, I've, I've done pretty much every awful thing that a person can do. And I think it's important to definitely recognize that shit, whether or not it's not like deflecting blame, but it's like trying to look at your behavior from a problem solving perspective. Like if you were to view another person having very specific non-conducive behaviors to say like, all right, what is causing this? And just say, like try to outline everything. It's like, okay, what's, you know, what are the contributing factors um, chemically? What are the contributing contributing factors from a relationship perspective it's like what can we eliminate to produce a better result behaviorally and i think that's part of the approach that you have to have like there's it it all comes through it's all fucking trial and error like all this shit and and going back to like you know you saying how fulfilling your work is james uh just changing gears a little bit um i was lucky enough to have a conversation with um, one of the dogs today shout out to zach Thiessen, who did something really kind for one of the uh, another fucking listener um and the crux of that conversation was that, you know, the one of the the few absolute joys in life is through service to others. Mm-hmm. And I think in any capacity, um, anytime you could dedicate yourself to that, that's when you're going to find fulfillment. That's when you're going to find a lot of resolution to your problems. And also, you know, service to yourself as well, because I think that can get overlooked because a lot of people, James and I, James and I do the same kind of work. Um, there's a lot of fucking martyrs in this profession. Not everybody is doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. Like God, people so many like fucking to dildos. fucking live that fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but people love to live that fucking martyr role. It's like yes, yes, I'm I'm taking on all this, you know, all, all this responsibility to take care of people. But it's like even though those are few and far between, and I think most people. I also sometimes really get want to. literally get paid to go to a movie. Like I'll just like I'll be on the clock and like at you like going to see frozen and i'm like all right cool that was great i I got paid to see the incredibles too like sometimes the world like works like it's it's a great job and like the guys are like also really cool like i care about them like it's it's fun like they do cool shit we go to museums we go to like parks and stuff like that i'm like this is fun (laughs) that they that's what they should James, those are great opportunities sorry i I was gonna say like james like those shit those situations are great opportunities. Like, for example, like if you're sitting there watching Frozen, you have time to digest your problems and just think to yourself, man, maybe it's best if I just let it go. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I, uh, I love movies, right? And I hate every award ever given to them. But yeah. if you swapped out the Academy with just retarded guys, <laughs> that's, that would be the first award show I ever watched front to back. Let them pick, I, let them present. That would, dude, mm-hmm. the special Academy Awards. <laughs> dude, that'd be great, dude. They show the in memoriam clip, and then a guy comes out. He's like, oh, we'd like to apologize. Um, 13 of those people are actually still alive. <laughs> Danny DeVito's not dead. Steve Gertenberger's still alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Patinkin, aka Stinkin' Patinkin, is still kicking it. 
And for the 14th uh, year in a row, Fast and the Furious <laughs> 3 sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like movies that are nothing but just fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be the best. Yeah. <laughs> best foreign <laughs> film goes to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I, there are a few movies I've sat through we, that I was like, this, like I, I've turned to like some of the other guys I was working with, and I was like, this still, like I'm getting paid to watch this movie, and it still isn't worth it. We watched, mm-hmm. we watched uh, the remake of uh, Overboard. They, they remade that. Didn't know that. Oh my god, like, it was, it was. So I was like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I, I, I was like figuring out how much I got paid to watch Overboard. I'm like, not enough. It was not enough money. To make to, like I'm sitting. Was here it Goldie Hawn it. in the original? That sounds mm. right. Yo, such a good guys, movie, man. Yeah, it was Goldie Hawn and uh, Kurt but Russell. Guys, check this out. This time they switched the genders. It's oh, hilarious. finally, it, guys. It's fucking hilarious. It's a guy who falls overboard. Wow, it's so fucking funny. It's, you never see that in movies because his wife was driving. <laughs> 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 Ah, uh, so fucking dumb. I hate it. And they made it, and all right. And so anyway, that <laughs> they they made it, and they somehow, yeah. My my spec script can't get anything. All right. <laughs> now I need a clonopin and a pop. Did you in the shower. like during a movie like that? Do you lean over to the retarded guys like, listen, dude, we should just watch the original. Goldie Hawn's tits are so fucking cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can do this job. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. I uh, just after like, so did you like the movie? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, oh, boy, all right, we'll work on it. We'll get there. Dude, my uh, my my nine year old finally got into real video games. Like, he never plays any real video games. He doesn't like Fortnite. He doesn't like anything. Not that Fortnite's real. Video. He's he's like below Fortnite in video games. He only plays this game called Roblox, which is like fake minecraft but with like you could spend real money on it and kids yeah. kids are obsessed with it and he finally started a real video game because uh final fantasy 7 remake came out and one of the main ladies in it is just unbelievably hot maybe <laughs> maybe the hottest artificial human of all time and, oh man yeah, and like like five or six hours in the game he was like Hey, um, you think I could start my own save file in this? I was like, sure, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now I just sit with him and he plays Final Fantasy VII Remake, the first real game he's ever shown an interest in, and I just know, like, I'm like, I, I wish he's just too young. I can't be like, bro, those are rocking tits. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I they if they had had like realistic tits when like in video games when when we were growing up that would have been or i couldn't uh, have spurred never... out any harder but i would have found a way <laughs> yeah i would not i i would not have ever gotten any sun <laughs> Dude, when uh when who frame roger rabbit came out Woo! man and jessica rabbit might be the most attractive cartoon character of all time but uh-huh. i went to see that with my family and that was a um it was a tough boner to hide wow you're old you're older than me you you were probably closer to coming <laughs> Dude, I was, uh, I think that came out in 1988 or 89. So I was about 10. Man, do you like so the storm clouds were just starting to roll in? Yeah. No, man. <laughs> Dude, it's, uh, I think not till I was like 12. I still remember that oh, first time. Let it simmer. I, I still remember the first time I nutted 
and, <laughs> and just like being like, oh, I can't oh. believe I'm getting paid to see Frozen. But yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, the clouds parted. The yeah, and you're just like you're just like, oh. Oh, this is the thing. This is the thing. It's happening. And then it happened. And, and then I was like, just using way too many paper towels. And like, yeah. just like, you're just like, what am I like, like, like cleaning up like a fucking drunk bus boy, like trying to like handle like his, his situation. Dude, uh, our buddy, our buddy Spade was on. Apparently he thought you could just shoot it into a carpet and like, he would like mash it in with his foot. Didn't know. <laughs> and this went on forever, bro. How come how come our house is slowly starting to smell like a YMCA pool? <laughs> <laughs> Just turn it dude, turning uh turning your carpet into like the sharp side of Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, uh, oh man. Yeah, I cut my I cut my uh my knee up pretty badly on the carpet the other day. <laughs> Anybody know how that happened? Yeah, Tug Burns. <laughs> Dude. Uh, what the fuck? You're a playing legend, man. How did you do that? <laughs> Tug Burns. Think too much, man. Uh, oh, boy. I don't believe you, Dude. <laughs> That's that's where I want to cut over to the Patreon. I just decided right, to do it, man. We're cutting right, over right, a tongue. That works. Perfect. <laughs> and and we've got a name for the episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, also sounds like the name of a dude that your girlfriend would leave you for. It's like <laughs> like I'd like you to meet Tug Burns. Like, fuck. This guy's everything I'm not. <laughs> got a cool ass jacket. Oh my god. He's got a boat. Comes from a good family. <laughs> they all speak to each other. <laughs> Dick like a rhino. <laughs> all right, gang. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to continue this over on the Patreon. I think it's patreon.com slash dabmeat uh, cast podcast. I don't know. Just look, fucking search for dabmeat on Patreon. I'm sick of telling you guys. It is. It's hey. patreon.com uh, forward slash dabmeat podcast. And also, I just want to remind everybody... Um, if you go to bluechew.com and use promo code FATBIRD, they'll give you free samples. The only thing you got to do is pay five bucks for shipping. Um, it's an awesome product. Tim and I both use it. We love it. Treat your bird. Promo code FATBIRD. Yeah, you're going to have to find your own cops and uh, Latina strippers to fight. But uh, again, James Heskey, thanks for being with us. You're going to stick with us ah, for Patreon, thanks. right? Oh, hell yeah. I'm around. Fuck yeah. All right, dogs. I'll see you over there. Love you.